Welcome to the Tech Pro Unicorn Podcast, brought to you by RPI Consultants, a podcast about the magic of digital transformation through technology. Each week, we'll cover topics related to ERP, RPA, business transformation, leadership, healthcare, and unicorns. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Tech Pro Unicorn, um, the podcast where we talk about pretty much everything tech, healthcare, ERP, unicorns, leadership, gaming, technology, you name it. We probably talk about it at some point. Today, I'm joined by uh, just myself. I'm going to fly solo on this one only because I really wanted to report out uh, and talk about hymns. Uh, many of you know that Hymns 21 happened in Las Vegas, uh, which was really exciting. Typically, a conference of about 45 to 50,000 people, uh, they reported officially that Hymns had about 20,000 folks this year in attendance live and about as much uh, live on or live participating via the digital platform. Um, I can tell you I was there. There was not 20,000 people there. Uh, if there was six to 8,000 people, uh, that's that's probably accurate. So uh, just a quick rundown. Uh, some of the big items. Um, Epic Share was released and highlighted in the Epic booth. Uh, that's a community for IT leaders uh, to share thoughts and ideas and coalesce. Um, it's kind of a, a really cool site as lots of folks uh, you know have the big the big ones uh, epic or or cerner or some some all scripts uh, but mostly the epic community uh, really uh, talking about how they're using the system and and less about epic as an application and more about healthcare in general so that'll just be something to watch and and something that was pretty uh pretty cool um there was lots of bots, right? Everybody had a bot or a robot. And um, the cool thing was, uh, it wasn't just, uh, you know, bots to be bots. Uh, everyone was highlighting like the practical application application of that. And some of the bots were, you know, uh, data bots. So they were bringing data uh, to the table and, and forefront and uh, some of the bots were actually implemented in patient-facing kind of roles, helping patients uh, work in conjunction with chatbots and helping them schedule and interacting with them live, um, which kind of brings us to the next real key thing that was really featured was natural language processing, right? The ability of these artificial intelligence, I'm using air quotes there because uh, bots aren't really artificially intelligent. They're not sentient in any way, but, um, you know, natural language processing, where you're able to speak to something, either speak to a system or speak to data and have it um, actually uh, understand what you're saying and then take action. So a lot of that was in the clinical and patient space. Uh, pretty exciting, right? Because it, it minimizes the amount of human effort and failure points along the way for patients to uh, to get care or to interact with their data or their patient data. So uh, that's that's an emergent technology in the space that I was very excited to see. Uh, the CIO forum was very well attended, lots of CIOs uh, that were actually there. That was that was very exciting. 
I uh, got an opportunity to meet and sit down with several of them and really understand what, what is on their mind and what they're paying attention to. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, in addition to attendance being down, uh, vendors participation was down and a lot of vendors pulled out um, at the very last minute, you know, key players like Olive, which is a, uh, a healthcare AI emergent company startup, very exciting, totally focused on, on healthcare and automation of um, the processes around healthcare. So definitely a player to watch. Uh, they uh, had pulled out uh, kind of at the last minute, um, Infor pulled out, Workday wasn't there. So some of your back office kind of, uh, you know, ancillary type of vendors weren't there. While they didn't have booths, um, you know, a lot of their executives were there still having meetings and such. So you could, you could usually find uh, a way to connect. Um, everyone was obviously um, very aware of the rise in the Delta variant and the spike in COVID-19 in Las Vegas. Uh, masks were required. Vaccines were required. We felt very, very, uh, very, very safe. Um, I think Hims did a really good job of providing a quality experience, uh, both for online attendees. There was lots of Zoom sessions, uh, as well as those that showed up in person. Uh, I'm sure that was a lot to handle, and I'm sure it was uh, a moving target right to the very end, and I thought they did a really good job. Um, lots of data-driven delivery and improvement, right? Lots of focus on starting to use your data. So those of you that have followed me know that I've said the last 10 years was about gathering the data. And this decade needs to be about, so what, what do we do with the data? Um, to gather it and report on it and look at pretty spreadsheets and such is one thing, but to create actionable intelligence and take management direction from data is, a, is another thing. So lots of automation around that. Um, so automating, you know, based on certain data points, automation, taking action uh, to ensure that that action actually happens. That was, ex that was exciting. Um, the um, focus on the patient experience being digital. I went to several sessions where digital technologies all focused around that patient experience, right? So often we talk about digital technologies as a way to improve operations, as a way to do things leaner, as a way to provide a better experience for the folks that are doing the job. Um, you know, highly focused presentations on the patient experience. So apps that do everything from scheduling to providing uh, their patient PHI to, um, you know, surveying and questioning and interacting with them. Um, really great developments, uh, mostly leveraging kind of core pre-built technologies, but customized heavily by the, uh, the actual companies that, that are using them. So um, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I think patients are going to start demanding that. A uh, lot of focus on employee work trends, right? Um, healthcare has moved uh, to, to a hybrid environment as much as possible. Uh, lots of people wanting out of actual, um, you know, the provider space, the bedside space uh, due to the risk, uh, due to the frustration of long hours and working conditions and, and the, um, you, you know, COVID-19 is driving that. But I think it was bubbling up a long time uh, before as people were trying to work remote. 
a little hard to provide bedside care remote. So you're seeing a lot of uh, take-home tools, right, being provided by uh, telehealth, a lot more telehealth being provided both in the uh, what would typically be an acute care setting as well as, uh, you know, uh, emergent care, things like uh, where you would normally go to the emergency room, um, you can now uh, do your consult via telehealth. Uh, and finally, you know, being covered by insurance reimbursement and such at an effective level. So um, <laughs> employees uh, in healthcare are also demanding that, that remote work. And what does that look like and how do you afford it? Uh, which is obviously driving uh, applications to a cloud-based environment. I think you're going to see more emergent pressures on, on moving apps to the cloud. But I think um, when you look at the employee work trends, um, you know, McKinsey, uh, credit to them, they did a great study and they were really trying to identify what uh, healthcare roles could move. Um, you know, in at least in some way remote. And maybe again, that's hybrid. Maybe you, uh, you know, give nurses a day to work from home and see patients on your telehealth platform, um, you know, versus requiring strictly bedside care. So uh, I think we're going to see a lot more about that. I think that's going to become emergent. I think it's going to be a retention tool. I think it's going to be a differentiator for the companies that are successful. Uh, HIMS did a great job, obviously, on education. Uh, really highlighting um, the uh, the need for education and certifications. They had lots of available education there, so obviously great. Cybersecurity, uh, naturally a uh, at the forefront. It always is. Uh, we were just hit recently with additional uh, breaches. Uh, while we were there, um, Accenture uh, suffered a cybersecurity attack, uh, so that lots of folks were were talking about that. Um, several large healthcare systems uh, that I won't name also suffered uh, attacks um, that, that made the news. So uh, obviously, you know, healthcare cybersecurity remains at the forefront. Lots of tools and technologies around that. Um, moving data off-prem into a cloud environment, I can't stress that enough, uh, really allows you to be better secured. Um, whether you use Amazon or Microsoft or Oracle or whatever cloud platform you choose to put your applications and your data in uh, is more secure than, you know, data at rest uh, in a data center in a basement uh, somewhere. So um, AI, uh, the ethics of AI and how we use AI uh, came to the forefront and was also uh, pretty, pretty uh, predominant. Uh, they had an AI roundtable. It was very well done. Uh, whole day kind of sessions around artificial intelligence and AI, lots of that was around ethics. Um, so all of those were, were kind of the highlights, uh, lots and lots of sessions about very specific topics. Um, obviously you can't attend all the sessions, so you kind of pick the tracks. Uh, I gotta tell you, Las Vegas is not a great place to hold a large convention like this. Uh, it was split, you know, between venues, uh, it was split. You know, I, I literally put in 10 miles a day over three days. And then the fourth day, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to kind of stay here. Um, and, uh, you know, HIMSS uh, just has so many sessions. Uh, it's, it's hard to like put that all in one level, I guess, unless, you know, the conference center was just stacked and it was, uh, you know, vertical versus horizontal. 
So um, it, it, uh, it created a little bit of a problem, but I did have the opportunity to sit down and have great quality conversations with a couple of CIOs. I met with about uh, about six CIOs of various size, right? Some uh, rural healthcare, uh, some very large acute uh, medical centers, some very large uh, national systems, some of the largest systems uh, in in the country, and we really talked about uh, you know what what uh, they were really focused on. And um, in all those conversations, I brought up robotic process automation and said, hey, what are you guys doing with that? Because it's an offering that I'm very passionate about. And it was interesting to me because a lot of them said, um, oh, uh, yeah, we tried that and it, it kind of doesn't really work. Like we didn't get any value out of it. And uh, which just, you know, amped me up. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Um and then, you know, when you drill down on that, you say, well, how'd you go about it? And they said, well, you know, we uh, we bought a couple of licenses for some bots and we tried to get a couple of bots out there. And, you know, it was hard. It was different. It was difficult. Um, we got one or two bots up. They're kind of running. They broke. You know, there was a whole myriad of, of problems with them. And I said, did you go in with a strategy? Did you go in with an approach? Did you have like a a three-year plan where you knew like what bots you were going to do first to get proof of concepts in place to really uh, showcase the bot working? Uh, did you set up governance to understand like what qualifies as a good candidate? Uh, did you do your KPIs to hold yourself accountable to the investment that you made? Did you, um, you know, build a team and build a center of excellence around it? So you had people trained and skilled uh, that really understood the bots and could maintain them and develop more? Did you have a self-sufficiency plan? And they were all like, wow, yeah, no, we didn't do any of that. We just kind of got sold some licenses, tried to turn on a few bots, didn't think we got you know, the ROI out of it. And so we moved on. And I just kind of laughed and they were all like, yeah, that approach that you're talking about, that sounds like a way better approach. Uh, you know, and so now we have naturally um, several meetings to talk to these folks about uh, an RPA strategy, right? So strategy first uh, prevents this, this you know, um, disaster of chaos around, around RPA. So anyway, um, other topics on their mind, obviously security, like I said, there were several incidents that happened on a very large scale while we were there. So everyone was talking about security. Uh, and what everyone else was doing, which I thought was kind of interesting. So they're sharing kind of security secrets uh, at a very high level. Uh, lots of talk about AI and, and how they bring these emergent technologies in as a differentiator to improve patient care, uh, do more with less, you know, efficiencies. Uh, lots of information about how to leverage EHR data. Again, you know, kind of the age of EHR is a little bit over. People have captured the data. It's now centralized. And folks, uh, the CIOs were really talking about what do we do with that? And then lots of conversations around asset management. So, um, you know, biomedical equipment, where is it? How do I maintain it? Um, how do I leverage systems to, to track that? Um, some of the most advanced systems are actually uh, looking for software solutions for that um, because uh, it, it remains a problem, right? nurses hoard equipment, nobody knows where it is, there's a need, so then they lease it, they have increased, in, increased expense related to it, because uh, nobody knows where the heck these things, these things are in their facilities. So 
Um, so that's kind of hymns. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, again, I felt very safe. I literally went like from my hotel to hymns, hymns back to my hotel. We didn't go to shows. There was uh, pretty minimal um, exposure there. Uh, I thought all the facilities did well. I thought Las Vegas did well, even on the streets where masks were required. Um, you know, and again, stressing, I thought hymns did a really, really good job. Um, so, uh, you know, it's obviously a week or two after hymns and, um, you know, now we have full approval of the Pfizer vaccine. Um, you, you know, so here we are in a, a Delta variant increase, a COVID spike, uh, Arizona just released that 50% of all age categories now in Arizona have been vaccinated, uh, with the exception of the, um, uh, you know, under 16 population. But if you were to take out, you know, the under 12 that can't get the vaccine right now, they're not authorized um, for the most part. Um, you, you know, if you take that out of the equation, then you actually uh, have over 50%, about 50% there too. So uh, I think now that the uh, Pfizer vaccine has received uh, full FDA approval. I suspect Moderna is uh, pretty close behind and Johnson and Johnson will probably be trailing about six months. But uh, as, as these things um, become, you know, fully vetted, people have had them a while. Uh, we're now much more aware of uh, the side effects, at least in the short term. Uh, hopefully, you know, more and more folks will, will get the vaccine and then more and more, um, uh, folks will be able to uh, safely collaborate, leveraging masks and improving vaccinations and such. So we'll do a whole thing about COVID. Um, again, it'll probably just be me ranting for those of you that enjoy that. Uh, but other than that, um, that's hymns for you. I really appreciate it every year. It was a little uh, frustrating last year. Uh, many of you are aware that they had to cancel at the last minute. They didn't refund. Uh, they did roll over um, the the uh, registrations to this year. So that, that was very helpful. Um, so anyway, there you have it from the mouth of a unicorn uh, who attended hymns. That's my take on the key trends and topics at hymns 2021. Hope you enjoy tech pro unicorn out until next time. Thank you all. Thanks for joining us this week on the Tech Pro Unicorn Podcast. Make sure to visit our website at www.techprounicorn.com where you can subscribe to the show and catch our latest blog articles. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Remember, unicorns represent the magic of digital transformation that occurs when business process is enabled with technology.